You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Greedy with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear Hotline today. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. No one in the NFL is actually good. Too many players don't know the overtime rules. And the Jets are so bad, I don't know what to do with myself. All that and a whole lot more. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Rather, one place to start, as always, is with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Such a delight, as my friends Ryan Clark and Rex Ryan, good enough to hang out after we wrap up Get Up today and get into a little more football conversation with us here. Thank you, as always, fellas. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, RC looking just smooth as can be. His daughter. So RC uh, tweeted on Friday that you were going to do the show today in your Lululemons because you were traveling for the weekend. And you didn't have a suit. Then you walk in in the suit today, yeah. and I was thrown. Well, my, so my daughter went to two different FedExes and was able to get it out. Uh, I had to cash app her some money, though, because, well, she don't have no job and she's broke. <laughs> okay. uh, but my suit, my suit got to the hotel Saturday morning, man. She mailed it Friday night. It got there Saturday morning. We were ready to go. Right. And she said, she's like, Dad, I couldn't have you out there in a tank top or one of your Lululemon sweatsuits. All right. Well, I like that. That is outstanding. So she was the MVP of our morning <laughs> show today. All right. Let's go through as many games here as we can. For my money, New England-Cleveland was the most interesting game of the day for a variety of reasons. Rex, let's start with the good. Yeah, You said on TV this morning you think this is Bill Belichick's best coaching job ever. Absolutely do. And the reason I say that is, look, he's got a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, that's playing like a 10-year vet. Mm -hmm. That's what I see. And that is – why isn't that on Josh McDaniels? Because Bill Belichick has his thumb on everything. Mm-hmm. And so that is impressive to me. But also the way he's, he's brought in these high-priced yeah. free agents and put them into his system and, and makes it work. Matt Judon's playing tremendous. Oh, by the way, how good does Hunter Henry look now? Yeah. Like how like It's brilliant how he's brought him in there. He had a vision for this player, and you see it. Kendrick Bourne. When they signed him, I'm like, why would you sign Kendrick Bourne? Oh, maybe that's why. You see how he played last week or or yesterday. So, to me, a brilliant job by Bill Belichick. He's had a million uh, great things through his career, but I believe this is his best coaching job. Yeah, you know, and, and Rex brought this up on Get Up, too. It was about setting this team up. You know, we, we, we've never ne- necessarily said anything negative about Bill Belichick, the coach. But we have said some negative things about Bill Belichick, the GM. And to go out in free agency and be aggressive as he was. But he didn't go out and overpay for guys. guys he got pieces to build a team. And then he waited at 15 for his quarterback. He didn't try to jump up and get another guy. He waited for the dude that fell to him. That was the perfect fit. And now they're coaching around him. And so when you think about the AFC. Right, we we mentioned uh, the seven and with I think they're eight and two or seven and two Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. and Dan brings up that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC. But 
there's no one that's dominating the AFC. The New England Patriots, is that this, if this defense continues to play this way, this quarterback continues to play this way, we can see this team in SoFi for the Super Bowl. I completely agree, which is just devastating for those of us who yes, hate them. Is. But what can you do? <laughs> uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. The other side of that game, RC, I picked the Browns to win the AFC, and I, right. I had not given up on them until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I actually was one of those people who thought losing Odell was going to be addition by subtraction. Yep. It just didn't work with Baker for whatever reason. The defense is going to get it together. Yep. They just got humiliated. What is wrong with the Browns? Well, the first thing is Baker's not that guy. And when I say not that guy, he's not the guy that if Kareem Hunt's not there, if Nick Chubb's not there, if you're not playing great defense, he's going to will you to a win. He just isn't that quarterback. And that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. That's not saying that he can't quarterback in this league. There are only so few elite level quarterbacks that play, you know, in this league. But go to the other side of it. This defense doesn't play well. Right. Baker Mayfield turns the football over. Baker Mayfield doesn't finish the game. Baker Mayfield doesn't lead. And when you look at all of these things in totality, it says that the Cleveland Browns were great on paper, but it's about execution. We talked about Kevin Stefanski last year, basically protecting Baker and putting him in the best situations to succeed. And we thought that that would continue this year. But now with injuries, now with no Odell Beckham Jr. on the outside, you saw that you need people to be able to win in one on ones and man to man and they didn't get that yesterday this team is an average football team and that's what their record says yeah I mean this an average football team that has sensational talent that's yeah. the point when, when I yeah. look at this how many teams in the National Football League have three all pro players on their offensive line yeah three pro bowl players on that offensive line well you know what one was missing and if Baker doesn't have everything in place he's without two pro bowl running backs by right. the way okay so if without everything in place, it doesn't work well for Baker Mayfield. Great quarterbacks can overcome it, yeah. all right? But Baker's not that. He's not an elite guy. He's a good quarterback, and he's no more than that. Greeny with Rex Ryan and RC in our studio here. So many different places to go from yesterday. You know, the Buccaneers looked lousy yesterday. Yep. Yep. And, and their coach got all over him, Bruce Arians. And you said on TV this morning, Rex, maybe this will wind up being the best thing that could happen to them. And the illustration of that I would give is Dallas. Yeah. Because the Cowboys last week looked bad. And is this a blueprint and all that? And then yesterday they were unbelievable. Yeah. How's that blueprint look now? Yeah. Okay. Like to me, it's like, no, when Dallas shows up, when, when they go out there and they play motivated and inspired football, they are going to be really hard to beat. And that was Jerry's point. Jerry got all, all over. Now, I mean, how many times have you ever seen an owner come out and challenge his entire football team? Mm-hmm. Coaches, players, he challenged them all. That it ain't acceptable to show up like mm-hmm. that. He knows his team's way more talented yeah. than that. That's exactly what Bruce Arians did. So his message was very similar to what Jerry Jones delivered. I agree with you, Greeny. How about the Cowboys yet? How about no, them Cowboys, hey, RC? Yeah, you know, you said how, how bad were those Cowboys last oh, week. Right. Uh, but this week, 
You, you saw the team that we expected to see. You saw a team that was able to rebound from adversity. And so many times in the past or recent history when things have gone bad for the Dallas Cowboys, they haven't been able to rebound. But to come out and beat a team like the Atlanta Falcons in that fashion, to dominate physically, right, to execute at a high level, and to allow your talent to really overwhelm another professional team. Like, they, they didn't get to go play a college team, or they didn't get right. to go play Vanderbilt. Or the this Jets. Is, right, <laughs> or the Jets, yeah. right? They played a team that had won three of their last four games. Matt Ryan yep. playing at a high level, and they absolutely took them to the woodshed. This is the way that you're supposed to respond when you're a team with championship aspirations and championship talent. Dan Quinn has been a huge piece added to this coaching staff, and Mike McCarthy is understanding now. Let's go. Let our let's let our coordinators coordinate, our players play, and I need to delegate. And we saw that yesterday. It's time for Straight Talk now. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. I saw a team yesterday that I think could win the Super Bowl. Okay, even though they looked awful, and that's the Green Bay Packers. Right. Yeah. Because I've been saying all along, RC that Rodgers just doesn't have enough around him. And yeah. then somehow their so. defense became awesome. I don't know how yeah, this it's, happened. Listen, it's, it's, it's crazy. If you tell me uh, you have Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson uh, three weeks in a row and you give up one touchdown pass, I'd call you a liar, mm-hmm. straight up. But that's what the Green Bay Packers have done. The Green Bay Packers win the game with an interception in Arizona. You hold the Kansas City Chiefs to 13 in Kansas City, and then you shut out the Russell Wilson-led Seattle Seahawks. Like, this wasn't Geno Smith, guys. And I don't right. care what's wrong with this finger. This dude's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And to have a patchwork secondary where you're missing Jair Alexander, where Kevin King is just coming back in, to have two fairly new linebackers who are playing extremely well. And Rex mentioned this this morning, to not have Zadarius Smith, but to be able to create pressure with Rashawn Gary and other guys up front. Joe Barry, the defense coordinator, is doing an amazing job. All we used to focus on, okay, let me say for me, when we were saying Aaron Rodgers needs help, when you draft Jordan Love first, we were saying, get him skilled players, get him wide receivers, get him help with Devontae Adams. No, get him a defense. And this team has an opportunity to win with this defense. Yeah, and I got to give credit to, to LaFleur when uh, he made a decision that I, I did not, uh, you know, I did not appreciate. I thought it was crazy. Because when you go to back-to-back championship games, something's working well for right, you. Right, why change? Mm-hmm. But he let Mike Penton go, who's a good defensive coordinator. All right, friend of mine, all that is a good D coordinator. And he brought in Joe Barry. And I'm like, how the hell is that going to make you better? Right. Well, you know what? The proof's in the pudding. Right now, this team's number three ranked overall yeah. in defense, and they certainly weren't like that the last two years. All right, one more thing, and, and R.C., if you want to leave, you can, because Rex and I are just going to get into the Jets there. And I, <laughs> I, I said if I, 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 I mean, Rex, yeah. what? I mean, here's the thing. I, I lived through your coaching tenure with the Jets and everything else. I've seen them bad before. I saw your teams have bad years and play right. bad games. I never saw a team that looks less like it is – like it cares less than this team does. It is the wor- the least fun team to watch I can ever remember in my yeah, life. Yeah, and, and look, we never had a four-game stretch like they've had. I mean, mm-hmm. we did have a lot of bad games, all right? But this team has given up. They gave up, what, 100 and, 175 points in four games. Points. the second most since the merger of any team in any four-game stretch. Yeah, and let me put it in perspective. I was with the 2000 Ravens. Yeah. We gave up 165 points for the entire season. Right. 
All right? Mm-hmm. So that's 16 games compared right. to four. four. Right. All right? That math, I don't understand it. But either way, this team, like, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. And you're right. You made the point today when you said that they're – I'm embarrassed because nobody on that in this in this organization seems to be embarrassed. That hurts you as a Jet fan. It hurts me as a Jet fan. The thing that I can always I can live with bad teams, all right. But there better be some fight. There better be a a, a fighting spirit to your football team because you represent our entire community. Right. And when you go out, the greatest city in the world, and you're going to go out and compete like that, no, New York area. All right, that's about competitors, and yeah, you're showing sure. none of it. It's like you don't understand what you got into. You took the head coaching job of, of the New York Jets, all right? Not some other town, not some other city. This is New York's team. You represent the city of New York. Act like it. I think the, 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 the tough part for fans of the New York Jets is that you don't see the energy or you don't see the interest from anywhere. Right, you have a head coach who says, "You know what? I don't scream at guys. If you got to scream at guys to, to play better, then they shouldn't be in the league." Well, that's BS. Because whatever you're doing, whatever your approach has been to this point, it's not working. So you do have to try something else. When your team doesn't have energy, as the head coach, you're supposed to bring energy. As if a team is not executing, as a head coach, you're supposed to pin down on the X's and O's. That's your job. Right. And when you bring in a dude who, who, who is about defense, right? Like, I don't, the one thing I knew is when you played against Rex Ryan and the New York Jets, they were going to play hard defensively. Like, who the quarterback was and all of those things was what it was. But defensively, they were going to show up, right? They were going to have effort. If I'm a defensive coach and I'm in that, and I'm in that locker room, I'm in those meetings, I'm saying this has to change. We can't help that it's Mike White. We can't help that Zach Wilson is a rookie. That's where we are in, in those positions. But the effort we give on defense should always give us a chance to be on the field, always give us a chance to be competitive. And that's the thing that's most disheartening to I'm me. I'm going to give you another scary thing. This team right here on defense in particular is as talented as some of the teams I coached uh, with the Jets, but they damn sure – they're not playing that way they are way less than the sum of their parts i could do this all day with you guys you know how much i appreciate it thank you very much rc and your daughter for the suit and rex (laughs) outstanding and everything guys thank you straight talk wireless has rolled out 5g coverage nationwide and you can get a samsung galaxy a32 5g for only 299 dollars no contract it's all on america's best networks straight talk wireless 5g capable device required actual availability coverage and speed may vary up next my takes which will include the end of an era that never should have happened and the most important thing anyone in the nfl said yesterday that's next on espn radio greenie the podcast shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both you can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under you can also sort by category like fragrance handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greenies takes. All right, time for my top five takes coming out of yesterday in the NFL. Number five. I feel terrible for the Lions. What was that kick? Like, if you watched Detroit-Pittsburgh yesterday, and, and I mean, they, they set football back 100 years in that game. It was so incredibly bad. But I like the Lions. I like how hard they play. I'd much rather root for them than the Jets. The Lions scratch, kick, claw. What does the coach say? Biting kneecaps, whatever it is. I love that guy. I would give anything for him to be the coach of the Jets. Uh, because his team is playing hard. And they set up for a 48-yard field goal. Did you see it? I did. Did you guys see mm-hmm. it? Hembo and, and uh, I mean, Bubba and, and Nuno, did you guys see that kick? Uh-huh. How was that not blocked? Like, that kick did not look markedly better. This is an NFL kicker. <laughs> That kick did not look markedly better than it would have if I had kicked it. Oh, for sure. I mean, how do you miss? A t- he did, it was not blocked. He kicked a 48-yard field goal, 28 yards. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> Nuno, what was it? You know soccer. You know kicking. Well, what the hell was that? That was just a complete utter disaster. Thank you, Steelers, by the way, for uh, knocking me out of my survivor pool. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, oh. got that yesterday <laughs> with the Steelers. The Ben thing didn't help. But, but, but look, that was a, it was a terrible football game. And by the way, once again, we had players on both teams who said they did not know the game could end in a tie. <laughs> now, I, how is this possible? Like, I don't understand. How do you play professional football and not know that? Like... Games end in ties sometimes. Like, we have one almost every year. Yeah, that's right. So, I, I don't get it. There were players on both teams. But anyway, I feel terrible for the Lions and their fans. That team is fighting. They No one deserves a win. Mm. Like, they deserve a win. I mean, they stink. They're unbelievably bad. Jared Goff was the first pick in the draft. It's hard to believe. But at least they're out there giving you their all. And that kick, they should have won it. Mm-hmm. You set up for a 48-yard field. You're supposed to win the game. I mean, they at least make you watch the fourth quarter. And yesterday, the fifth quarter, too, <laughs> or the overtime. And, and I mean, he literally, I've, if you haven't seen it, you've got to go find that somewhere on social media. That might be the worst kick I've ever seen. <laughs> Even the broadcasters are like, that had to get tipped, right? And right. then you see it clear the line of scrimmage without any... without any. It was uh, not blocked. <laughs> no, it just kept... Yeah. It, was, it was just <laughs> just terrible, so I feel terrible for them. Number four. Uh, Mac Jones is better than Tom Brady was in 2001, and it's not even close. Let's be clear. Tom Brady, who was in his second year in New England then, he didn't play as a rookie hardly at all, came in and became the starter for New England week three... Uh, of the 2001 season and wound up winning the Super Bowl that year and is an incredible story and everything else. And we all know what Brady has gone on to become, which is the greatest player in the history of the sport. And no one is forecasting that for Mac Jones, least of all me. But if you remember that team, that was a good team that got hot. Their defense was unbelievable. They got a few breaks and they won a championship. Tom Brady that year threw 18 touchdowns, 12 picks, and passed for 2,800 yards. 
Mac Jones owns that offense. Mac Jones, as the season has gone on, he's phenomenal. A little later this morning, we're going to ask the question on this show, where should he have gone in the draft? Should he have been the first pick in the draft? Uh, he, he, he is so good, it's ridiculous. And if you listened to the show, you knew it was coming. I've been telling you since January, and the reason I know this is because I started studying for the draft. I hosted the draft last year, and I started studying. And what I learned was, as I watched Mac Jones play, Mac Jones graduated from Alabama in two and a half years with a 4.0 GPA and has a master's degree. There's no substitute for smart. Smart is valuable. And he's smart. And that's the most important thing to be as a quarterback. He's got enough arm and enough athletic ability for his smart to put him over Mm. the top. So he's the best of the quarterbacks in this draft. And I I would not be stunned if they win the championship this year. I would not be stunned at all. This year? Yes. No rookie quarterback has ever done it. would, Would you be stunned? I would not be stunned. In fact, right now the Patriots are they're plus 98. Their scoring margin is plus 98. That is a better scoring margin through 10 games than five of Belichick's six Super Bowl winning teams were at this point in the season. Their defense is phenomenal. They're shutting people down. The rookie is getting great. And Belichick is showing you he's the greatest coach ever. Mm. It's Greeny with you here with my takes coming out of yesterday. Number three. The Browns are the biggest disappointment in the NFL. Baker is Baker. It's enough already with that. Baker Mayfield is not and has not been and is never going to be a great quarterback. That's just, we're done with that now. But their defense stinks, and that is a disgrace. That is an underachieving football team. And for all of the Kevin Stefanski love, and I thought he could easily have been the coach of the year last year for what he did in Cleveland. Why can't I remember who was the coach of the year last year? Who was the coach of the year in the NFL last year? It wasn't Stefanski. Who was it? I don't even remember who it was. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, I thought he easily could have been the coach of the year last year. And now, that the way you judge a coach is you look at the names on the backs of the jerseys of the player, regardless of the sport. And you say, is that team better than, worse than, or equal to the talent that it has? Well, this team is way worse. Way worse. I know they've had injuries. Every team has injuries. It's the NFL. He's, they have just been terrible. Who won Coach of the Year last year? He did. Kevin Stefanski. Oh, he did. did. Okay, mm-hmm. well, well uh, good. He deserved to. This year he does not. <laughs> no. And they are, to me, the biggest disappointment in the sport. Number two. Number two is that no one is good. Raiders, Chargers, Ravens, Bucks. Last week we all know what happened with the Bills and the Cowboys. No one is good. Hembo is going to have like a, some numbers for this a little bit later that we will do. But that is the overriding thought I had, is that watching this thing, there's no great team in the NFL, which I think in the big picture is a good thing. And then finally, number one, I want to play you a soundbite. I told you I'd play the most important thing anyone in the NFL said yesterday. Aaron Rodgers said that he was misty-eyed walking off the field yesterday and talked about his emotional reaction. A lot of emotions, for sure. Um, Good to be back with the guys. Good to be back at home. Good to be on the field, really. Uh, most emotions from the whole night was probably walking off the field after the game. Uh, definitely got me a little misty uh, heading off. So that was uh, good to feel those type of emotions and uh, good to be back with the guys. I am going to get into this more a little later because I want to dive into a few other things here. But just, I said this to you last week, the COVID slash vaccine thing is going to wind up being the reason Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay long-term. I really believe that. And if you listen to him talking there, you hear it. In life, 
And there's a great song that says this. Sometimes you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Aaron Rodgers got a little sneak peek of that. Just he got a little glimpse of his Green Bay mortality. And I'm telling you, I believe as a result of all the stuff that happened, and if they play their cards right, which I believe they will, he is going to wind up staying in Green Bay after this season. Those are my takes, and that brings us to the Hashtag Crew. We'll do What's On Your Mind, brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. The assembled members of the Hashtag Crew are all here with their hot takes. Bubba, I will start with you. Let's see what Bubba's wearing today, because Bubba, remember, he, had to, he stopped wearing the Cowboy, the Prescott jersey after the winning streak came to an end. Let us see what Bubs has on today. What are, what are we wearing here? Can we get a shot? Oh, he's got a Micah Parsons oh. jersey. I like it. That is terrific. All right, Bubba, you get a hot take here. What is your take coming off of yesterday? Yeah, got a new jersey ready to get going here. So we got Dak on Fridays, Parsons on Monday. And, yeah, what a bounce-back game that was. Everyone was concerned. Oh, are the Cowboys bad? They got the blueprint. No blueprint. No blueprint. We're back. Just an off game. We're back. Dak was back. Great game from Dan Quinn. We're back in business here. Big game coming against the Chiefs coming up this weekend. We'll win that. We'll beat the Raiders. Get a new streak going here. Feeling, I, I'm, feeling I'm with good. you. I, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. I, we just did this whole nobody is good thing. If you're looking at the most complete teams, like coming out of yesterday, were they better on offense or defense? The answer is yes. Uh, th- 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 this is a team <laughs> that is complete. Let me see what the Rams are with Odell. Mm. Losing Woods is a big deal. The Rams and the Cowboys, to me, right now, and, and you never discount Brady or Rodgers. Uh, it, it's it's jam-packed up there, but if I had to pick the one I think is the best team, I think I would say it's the Cowboys. And real quick, guess the early line for Dallas at Kansas City next Sunday. <sighs> hmm. It's a good question. Have you seen it, Bubs? No. Neither have I. Uh, the game's at Kansas City. Kansas City, mm-hmm. yes. That's it. Hmm. I'm going to guess the Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The Chiefs are a two-point favorite. Okay, yeah. Wow, Vegas right. thinks that the Cowboys are a slightly better team. I do, too. The wow. I think that the, the Cowboys are better. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. Bob, I hate to do this to you. Oh, Hashtag no. K-O-D. The kiss of death. Dallas is going to win that game. They're going to go in there and win that game straight up. What's the money line on Uh-oh. that game? I'll take the Cowboys with the money All line. Right. Right Dallas is going to win that game. Don't bother looking up. We don't have time for it now. Okay. Hambo, give me a quick take. Green, the Eagles have found a formula that worked. The Eagles over the last three weeks had the best offense in the NFL. They're averaging 210 yards rushing per game without Miles Sanders. They got the easiest remaining schedule in the NFC. I think the Eagles could be live here the second half of the season. What does live mean? They could be, they, they, they could be a potential playoff team. That's what I mean by live. Are you predicting your Philadelphia Eagles will make the playoffs this year? Philadelphia Eagles are going to make the playoffs this season. They're going to be favored in five or six games in a row between weeks, uh, weeks 12 and weeks 17, they have a real shot to do it. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. And then that brings us to Nuno. Last up here, his Giants didn't play yesterday, but we were just talking during the break. Nuno, what is your number one take today? Oh, I, I thought I was going to enjoy a nice, quiet uh, Sunday, no no Giants. But I look around, the NFC East went 3-0, and and the Cowboys, you expected them to win against uh, uh, the Falcons. But then w- the Washington football team actually shows up. And beats the Bucks. Oh, by the way, who do the Buc- Bucks play next Monday night? The Giants. So now I got to deal with an angry Tom Brady? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And I, like Hembo, came to the realization that the Eagles actually have a good mm-hmm. shot of making the playoffs. And if this continues, they don't need to worry about making a trade for a quarterback. And they'll be sitting there with three first-round picks next year. So things are pretty bad if you're Nuno today. But Nuno, I want you just to sit back for one moment. And just say the following words out loud. 
at least I'm not a fan of the Jets. Yeah, how's that Robert Salah thing working out for all you guys who uh, who enjoy telling Giant fans that they had the better coach and how great things were going to be? I don't think anyone has a worse coach. I mean, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. Like, the biggest winner of the entire Jet season is Adam Gase because it turns out Sam Darnold does stink, and the Jets have gotten much worse, much worse without Gase. The, the Jets have two wins, <laughs> but they're the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> Um, their 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 point total is the worst, right? They're, they're, they're the worst they're, scoring, scoring the worst scoring margin of any team in the NFL. They've played nine games. They have been thoroughly non-competitive in five of them. <laughs> thoroughly, and that's actually giving them credit for being competitive in London against Atlanta, which I would argue they weren't really. But both New England games yesterday, the Indianapolis game, and the Denver game, five of their nine games—that's more than half their games. It would have been just as competitive if they had not taken the field. And Rex said it because I said it on TV this morning. I'm embarrassed because they don't seem to be. I've never seen a collection of people who have more to be ashamed of seem less upset about it. Robert Sala seems have to have no inkling of how terrible his football team is. It's not good enough. It's not good enough? It's the worst thing I've ever seen. They're not playing. They're not trying. They play with no heart, no life. The end of an era yesterday that should never have been. I've been saying it for three weeks. Anything is possible about Mike White. Mike White. Come on. You drafted Zach Wilson to be the future of the franchise, and you put nothing around him that gives him any chance to succeed. And then the second things start going sideways, you bail on him publicly? The Jets have no idea what they're doing. And they are way less than the sum of their parts. The general manager has done a terrible job. Terrible. Joe Douglas has done a terrible job. Robert Sala has done a terrible job. The coordinators, I don't think they have any idea what they're doing. And every single person is in over his head. Every single person running it. So at the end of the day, the only people to blame for this are Johnson and Johnson, the owners. Quite literally and figuratively. Woody and Chris, because they are the ones who put this thing together. They have put a collection of people together who have no idea what they're doing and said, go figure this out, guys. And this is the result. And the fan base should be disgusted because they don't seem to be. They play with less heart. Did you watch Detroit play yesterday? The Lions are scratching and clawing and kicking and calling timeouts and overtime and all of this stuff when they had almost no chance to win. But you know what? They're trying. The Jets look like they're trying. Have they given up a thousand yards rushing in the last two weeks? It certainly feels like it. And again, they've allowed 175 points in their last four games. That's almost unprecedented. It's only happened once before since the merger. And that's 50 years. So it's the most embarrassing, terrible thing I've, I, I can ever remember. The team is completely overmatched and have completely quit. And if the coach doesn't recognize that, then this thing is going to get worse long before it gets better. And so now they're going to bring their rookie quarterback in and say, oh, get out there, Zach. Go be our savior. So what they are is a collection of terrible ideas being led by people who have no idea what they're doing. They're underachieving, even for what little they have. And they look like they don't care. Outside of that, it's going great. So that's where you are. So Nuno, 
It could be much, much, much worse. You know what the Giants do? The Giants make a lot of mistakes. They commit stupid penalties. The Giants look like they play hard. You know what? Joe Judge, all his nonsense and all that, and I make fun of him all the time. The Giants play hard. They're not very good, but they play hard. They're out there and, 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 and because they reflect the personality of the coach. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. One more quick word about... Uh, the, what do we even say? The, 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 the torture that is rooting for the New York Jets... Um, and, and that is the, the point is being made that like they're not competing like that. That's the point. They're not they're not. You watch other teams, you watch other games, they're bad. And they every now and again, they get blown out and all that kind of stuff. But they, they look like they have some idea what they're doing. Now, the Jets look like they have no idea what they're doing and no idea what they're trying to do. Anyway, I need to move off of this because I shouldn't be bothering I'm bothering an entire country talking about this godforsaken, ridiculous, terrible franchise with leadership that has no idea what it's, it's, its rear end from its elbow and, and, and the coach who doesn't seem to even notice or care and the players who just don't seem to care at all. And then the process of ruining their second top three quarterback pick <laughs> while Belichick right up the road has got a guy in Mac Jones who four other teams decided wasn't good enough. Well, he's turning into the next Tom Brady. That's what's happening here. So that's the difference between ept and inept. The Jets are not ept. The Patriots are ept. And so are a lot of other teams. In the meantime, Hembo brought up something interesting. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I know one is good. I'm going to read this sequence here because I can do it fast and, and it will. But Hembo put these all up here and it's great. But here's proof that nothing in the NFL makes sense. Are you ready? I want you to put your speed reading ears on because I'm going to go through this fast. Here we go. And over the last couple of weeks, the Browns beat the Bengals by 25 only to lose to the Patriots by 38 a week later. The Cowboys trailed 30 to nothing against the Broncos, then beat the Falcons by 40. The Bills lost to the Jaguars of all team 9-6, then beat the Jets by 28 in a game that wasn't nearly that close. The Cardinals beat the 49ers by two touchdowns without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, only to then turn around and lose to Carolina by 24. 
The Panthers lost by 18 to the Patriots, then beat Arizona by 24. The Ravens won an overtime thriller against the Vikings, then scored 10 points against the Dolphins, their fewest with Lamar Jackson. The Buccaneers have lost two in a row, including Sunday to Washington off their bye. The Seahawks beat the Jags by 24 in a game started by Geno Smith, then got shut out with Russell Wilson. So the point is, (laughs) nothing makes sense. And I think I have a theory as to why this is. I think the 17th game actually does change teams' mentality a little bit. Hmm. I think we actually have a dog days in the NFL. That every team is going to have like a little blip. Not the Jets. They play terrible every week. But there are, every team, like we saw it, like the, <clears throat> I think that the, there's a, a combination. The, the playoff-bound teams or teams that are thinking playoff thoughts, which all of them are, they're going to be a little careful with injury at this time of year. They have an extra game to deal with this year. More teams are going to make the playoffs and more teams are playing harder and it's not as easy to find cheap wins. I I, I think that there is a little bit based on the 17th game psychologically. I think that's a big difference. Like we're just barely halfway through the season and next week is Thanksgiving. Mm. Like usually you think of Thanksgiving as the season's almost over, but it doesn't feel that way right now. And I think that's what it is. I think teams are going to lay eggs every now and again more often in the NFL than we're accustomed to. What do you think of that theory? The 17th game theory is an interesting one. I think, just as likely as the fact that maybe maybe that there really aren't any great teams and maybe that will show up even by the end of the season. The last thing I would say is quarterback play has been so incredibly good in the NFL in recent years, and that is obviously what drives results in this league. Defenses seem to have caught up some, and quarterback numbers have been suppressed a little bit. Most of the teams that we obviously expect to be great are teams with great quarterbacks, and a lot of those performances aren't quite there. So to me, it's some combination thereof. Okay, whatever it might be. I just thought it was kind of interesting Mm. to see that nothing seems to be quite working. So (laughs) every now and again, I need to cheer myself up, right? I'm down. I don't feel so good to begin with. And then I got this just – I don't even know what to say. I I, I got this – this, this cross to bear that I have, which is being a Jet fan. And so someone sent me this morning. So Cam Newton comes back, right? And that was awesome. He scores a touchdown. I, and actually, each of his first two plays. But the first one, he runs in. And it was genuinely an exciting and cool moment. Someone sent me the Spanish language call of that. And I'm here to tell you, it is everything you hope it would be and more. Here we go. Superman! Ahí está Cam. Manda sus números, le van a servir Tiescam. Va a correr por fuera, va a correr por fuera. Touchdown! 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 Estás de regreso, dinosauro! Estás de regreso! Confetis y serpentinas! I love it. I just love it. And again, I speak Spanish, but I, I don't get all the words, you know, because it's quick and all that kind of. But the very first thing is here. There obviously is no Spanish word for Superman. Because <laughs> he does say Superman. And then and then he's out there. And I was doing it. And it's just it's just delightful. Right. You need a smile on your face. And that is just. Del- How about Cam yesterday? That was cool. How about him taking off the helmet, getting a 15 yard penalty <laughs> for, for taking off the second he takes it off. I'm like, isn't that a penalty? He doesn't give a damn. And, a and he just wants to yell. I'm back. Really? Really loudly in a voice that did not sound like I would have thought he would sound. Me neither. Do right? You, do you think he make them an interesting team the second half of the season? Yes, you do. they are an interesting team. Hmm. The Panthers are an interesting team. I hate to say it, Sam Darnold was weighing them down. Cam, I think they I think that the, the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. Huh. Mark my word, the Panthers right. are going to make the playoffs. We continue in just a moment. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.